0: Hello and welcome to another episode of DINcast. I'm Mike McDonald and I'm here with my co-host.
1: Hi, Garrett Morosky, one of the business relationship managers.
0: And today in this episode, we have uh, Randy Farmer, our uh, COO for DIN. Uh, He's going to join us to discuss ENS or event notification. Uh, We'll be discussing how ENS works, how it can benefit a practice, and how it can improve quality of care for patients. Uh, Randy, how are you?
2: Hey, uh, Mike and Garrett, it's great to join you once again. Uh, Thrilled to uh, reconnect with you guys and talk a little bit about how uh, ENS is another one of DEN's core services and how it helps uh, save lives and uh, reduce uh, costs and improve care.
0: Absolutely. We're definitely happy to have you back on the the podcast, Randy. So to get started, I was wondering if you could just uh, give an explanation about what ENS is and what the benefits of using the service are.
2: Yeah, well ENS is really just a, a, a moniker actually for uh, event notification system and that's just a very complex way of saying something real simple and that's that it's an alerting system so that based upon like a patient's activity in and out of any din participating facility that sends us these core documents called admission discharge transfer summaries and it's basically a way of just tracking uh, when a patient is admitted and discharged or transferred from, let's say, a DEN participating hospital or uh, some other facility like uh, like a long-term care facility or perhaps even an urgent care center. Um, and, and for those folks that have chronic conditions that have to be monitored very closely, um, it, it is a way that that um you know basically the the care providers and the care teams can stay closer to what is happening with a particular patient. You know, it used to be like a situation whereby, you know, the a a, a primary care physician or a specialist would be basically at the mercy of a of a patient to tell them that they had an event or that they had some sort of episode or that a condition worsened. Uh, where the patient was forced to get even more intensive of care or go see their particular specialist before they'd even know that they had been in the hospital or treated for some sort of related condition. So event notification is basically an alert that there was some, some event that happened to require a patient to go to get uh, acute care and uh, allows the team to be aware that that event happened and to follow up in case that condition or that situation and that that particular the particular needs of that patient require proactive follow up by the care team. So it's just it's just hey it's it's sort of like getting a notification on your cell phone, right? You know <laughs> that uh, something significant happened and you want to pay attention to it. That's what event notification is for patients and doctors.
1: It sounds like a very useful tool. We're curious as well, can you explain what practice types can especially find value in this service?
2: Hmm. Yeah, you know, really anybody that's dealing with a, a, a patient po- population that has some sort of a chronic condition, right? I mean, and, and, and ultimately what you want to do is, is be mindful of those patients that, whose health may be in a little bit more of a fragile state. Right. So that if you aren't proactive in reaching out to them after they've had some sort of episode, they may be uh, more risky of having their health degrade further and get into more complex uh, conditions of care. And that's bad on a number of levels. Uh, obviously, uh, it's, it's, it's bad for the patient. If, if If that happens because um, you know they're going to incur disruption in their lives and and have to suffer with the, the advanced uh, severity of, of a condition and it's going to increase cost to them and it increase burdens on t- in terms of the, like, the healthcare system. And especially with those uh, organizations that are working with Medicare patients or Medicaid patients, the, the event notification system allows these folks to more actively, engage these patients for follow-up and then could help those practices not only just improve care for for those patients, right, help them avoid uh, a readmission to the hospital or help them avoid further use of the emergency room facility. It it also allows for the practice to apply for uh, and receive additional funding from Medicaid or, or Medicare, you know, for transition of care uh, reimbursements because if uh, certain uh, conditions weren't that the care team follow up with the patient within a 24 to 48 hour of an episode and then have a follow-up visit within one to two weeks of that episode, that when they do that, they can be eligible for an additional, let's say, $200 per patient that they take that a- action with because it helps prevent uh, the advancements of a severe condition. So that's a, a bottom line impact in terms of how event notification can help, you know, those practices that work with Medicaid patients, Medicare patients, as well as uh, uh, patients that have chronic conditions, you know, they can all benefit from, from the service.
0: Absolutely. So this is one of our paid services. So really, by utilizing and taking advantage of those reimbursements, it sounds like it's an investment that. At the end of the day, uh, if you're taking advantage of the reimbursements, really pays for itself Mm -hmm. and then
2: some. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know, if you participate in DIN as a uh, practice and are subscribing to the community health record, you're already paying $400 a year for uh, subscribing to the community health record. If you add event notification as a ambulatory practice to your uh, bundle of uh, DIN services, it's just another $100 a year. So, all you would need is one patient that fits uh the criteria for reimbursement from medicare for, for that t c m code you know transitions of care management code and and you have paid for the service right there and then all the other uh, notifications that you get that drive an additional reimbursement you know that's that goes to the practice's bottom line and and it and it's an incentive really for uh, the practices to to be proactive and then enables that proactive action to be taken, and right. and you know Mike, uh, the, the other thing that's kind of interesting is is that the office of the national coordinator under the federal Department of Health and uh, Social Services is mandating that uh, hospitals notify uh, as part of the conditions of participating in the Medicare you know uh, program. That the hospitals that are treating Medicare patients, that they notify people who are involved in the care, the practices, the providers that are involved in the care of, of these patients. And with DEN's infrastructure, we are able to provide those alerts and both serve the hospitals as well as those practices you know to 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 help fill that gap it looks like that that is you know that's still something that's uh that we ex- expect to have happen It's under uh, i guess like a rule review part of a rule review process sure. but we expect that to be finalized and to go in place before the end of this fiscal year or june thirtieth to uh two thousand and twenty one possibly by may first so uh if that happens this this notification platform is going to be key to helping Delaware and DIN participating hospitals be yeah. compliant with that rule change.
0: And the nice thing is, if you have patients that go to multiple hospitals and multiple facilities, instead of having to get these alerts individually from each facility, ENS would be one place where you can see all the alerts.
2: Yeah, and, you know, that's one of the, the coolest things about our network because of our connections with with the Maryland counterpart HIE CRISP, as well as like the, our counterpart HIE in South Jersey, NJ Shine, and HSX, the uh, HIE in Southeast Pennsylvania. Our footprint is not just Delaware. We we have, we have can get alerts, or I, I guess say it more correctly, ad- admission discharge transfer summaries on Delaware patients in all or parts of six states and the District of Columbia. I mean, it's it's a remarkable footprint in terms of where we get information on Delaware patients. So if somebody's treated at Johns Hopkins or George Washington University, or is treated at in ER in Chester County Hospital, or over across the bridge in South Jersey, that admission discharge transfer summary comes through our system, becomes part of the patient catalog, and then can trigger an alert to any of that patient's participating um, uh, care providers. So that within within a matter of minutes of that encounter happening it can be that that information's at the fingertips of of care providers it's really a point of pride i think for the robust nature and comprehensive nature of of our uh, of our network
0: absolutely and you know, we we keep talking about alerts as being a big part of ens it's it's basically what you receive from the service as a subscriber to ens how do you actually view your alerts
2: yeah. So, you know, we try and meet our customers uh, where they are. And there are varying degrees of sophistication because it's it's, it's not just ambulatory practices that subscribe to ENS. Another big user is health insurance companies because they have care coordination teams that want to also help reduce costs associated with the and and advanced care as associated with their members. Um, And we also have things called ACOs, accountable care organizations, which are a collection of practices that uh, take a holistic approach in terms of the care associated with patients, especially Medicare patients. So with with hospitals, ambulatory practices, ACOs, and uh, uh, insurance companies all subscribing to ENS, they all have different degrees of technology sophistication. It's a wide spectrum. And of course, on the low end, uh, you've got, the, you know, probably a lot of your primary care organizations. I'm sorry, you've got a lot of your uh, ambulatory practice organizations and uh, specialist organizations. And then on the other end of the IT sophistication spectrum, you've got like your payers and your ACOs and of course your hospitals. So, you know, you've got to have something for everybody. So if somebody wants to use a, let's say a uh, online portal, we have a portal available and we can uh, assign credentials where you get your alerts through an online email-style portal. If you're not into the portal, but you would like to get the information in, in, let's say, a spreadsheet, we do that through what is called a secure file transfer and provide secure um, credentials to that ambulatory practice that wants to be able to download their alerts into their electronic medical records so that they can follow up accordingly. Or let's say you're one of those sophisticated uh, organizations that have your own IT department and you have your own proprietary uh, computer system and you want to receive the alerts in terms of raw data piped directly into your platform so that it fits within more tightly the, the, the workflow of diverse departments within uh, your organization well, we can do that. So we can do everything from sending you a, a, a spreadsheet securely to giving you a, a secure login credentials into a portal to actually having like a direct integration and pipeline into a proprietary system. So, you know, it's, that's just true to our mission of trying to uh, meet our customers where they are.
1: Sounds great. It truly is a service really that any practice signs up for. It's going to help them provide better care and meet some government goals like you spoke about.
2: Yeah. Garrett, actually, if, if I could, I mean, I think this is kind of a powerful metrics to kind of back that up. Uh, we had one of our prominent ACOs subscribe to ENS for a couple of years, and they were the first ACO in the state to go back to Medicare and the Medicare Shared Savings Program to say that they had hit their targets for cost reductions and efficiencies and had the uh, improved care metrics to to also go along with that to warrant getting a reimbursement in terms of, uh, well, not a reimbursement, but a share of the cost savings that uh, resulted from their increased efficiencies and you know working smarter as opposed to just working harder, right? And they credited ENS as being one of the most important aspects of how they were able to reach that threshold. And in, in terms of real dollars, they basically saved over uh, five million dollars, like 5.7 million dollars in a year. As opposed to the previous year for for their Medicare patients, and you know, and improving care in in the meantime, and their uh, organization received their cut, which was like 1.6, 1.7 million dollars, and that was distributed to the I don't know, like 11 to uh, 12 or so practices that participated in that ACO, and they were they were the first organization in the state to be able to do that. And they said that they were able to reduce 30-day readmissions to the hospitals. By 12% in that year, whereas the national average had been trending up 9%. So not only did they do better than the national average, they totally bucked the trend, right? To truly a dramatic change in terms of of what they were able to do because of uh, their focus on and and how they took action with the ENS data. And the second thing I'll share to you, with you is is that they also reduced ER. Utilization by six percent, and you know, ER treatment through the ER is one of the most expensive forms of healthcare, right? Yeah, for sure. So hitting those two metrics was material in driving that cost savings associated with 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 that uh, their performance on the Medicare Shared Savings Program. There is you know both an improvement in care as well as an improvement in terms of cost and efficiencies. That can result by these types of services, but the one thing I'll share with that is it's not enough just to subscribe to e n s you've got to have the the team and the dedication to take action on the insights that e n s provides in order to make this stuff work and it is you know to the credit of that a c o and several of our other organizations that subscribe to the to the uh service uh that they're able to uh, you know, get the the, you know, the most for for the service. I mean, the service is not free. I mean, it's 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 a rather modest cost for the practices. A little more costly for some of the other organizations in terms of, and we try to price to value, right? And correspondingly, I mean, clearly, if you're not getting value out of something, you're not going to pay for it. And and we, we we've got pretty solid adoption of this service in terms of those those key segments in the healthcare ecosystem. So, um, it's, it's, it's must be, we must be doing something right.
1: So say I'm a practice and I'm very interested in signing my practice up for event notification service. Okay. How do I go about that? What's involved in the enrollment and setup process for this service?
2: Well, I would say one of the most important things to do is probably talk to your, your relationship manager. I mean, just, just, uh, for the sake of clarity, right. And, and, and reach out to a DIN business professional and talk about your business goals and clarify uh, exactly what you're looking to get out of the system to ensure that ENS is the best fit for you. And our skilled relationship managers will not only help answer your questions, but also help guide you through that enrollment process. But it's a very easy online enrollment process. You complete uh, an online form and uh, submit that, and it's uh, fielded by our service desk, and then they walk you through the process in terms of getting you onboarded. One of the most important things in this process is getting a panel of of patients. Um, sometimes some practices need a little bit of help and handholding through that process. We we appreciate you know uh, how how that can go. we I think we've got we've gotten pretty good at that. But once we get the the panels uh, from the from the practice and get it loaded, uh, we will have had you get set up in terms of your preferred way to receive alerts. Uh, we uh, test that with you in terms of the early deployment and then uh, presuming everything is working okay and we, the, the panel is loaded fine, you can go ahead and, and proceed with uh, taking action on the alerts that you get on your patients. Hopefully, hopefully that makes it uh, pretty clear. Did I, did I miss anything, Garrett or Mike? Is there anything else to, according to that enrollment process that you think is real important to share or highlight?
1: No, that's pretty much it, in my opinion. I mean, it, going to the website is key as well as talking to your business relationship manager, but the yep. website is a must step yep. in Din- order to get the ball rolling.
2: That's right. DIN.org slash event notification yep. or, or ENS. I think either will work.
1: Yeah. And there's a link on the opening, the main page at DIN.org as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I hope uh, folks can take advantage of the service. It's it's uh, it's it's something that can really help uh, care providers get closer to the uh, the you know to the a- activity of their patients and help them get closer to their patients and better serve the care needs the folks that they are uh, charged for caring and uh, and also help bring down cost.
1: Yeah, that's what the healthcare industry needs right now.
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed.
1: Well, listen, Randy, thanks for sitting down with us and explaining this service. Uh, ENS is basically a huge key for what we offer. Again, out there, if you're interested in signing up for the service, please go to den.org and click the link for event notification service to begin the sign up process or reach out to your corresponding respective business relationship manager and we can get right on that for you. Guys, Mike, Randy, thanks so much. I hope this explains... uh, a lot of questions people may have had about this service.
2: Fantastic. No, guys, thanks for having me on today, and thanks for all your hard work. And uh, thanks to all of our uh, participating providers and care providers out there and for all that you do to, to, to one, improve care and keep us safe during these uh, uh, you know challenging times with the pandemic. We really appreciate it, and we're, we're thrilled to be uh, partners in your efforts.
1: Thank you so Thank much, you. and good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Dincast. We'll have more coming in the future, and you can make sure that you get the latest episodes by following the DIN on social media. We are on Twitter at DIN underscore H-I-E, and you can find us on Facebook by simply searching for Delaware Health Information Network. Also, if you have any questions or suggestions about the podcast, and maybe have some suggestions about future topics that you would like to hear us discuss, please email us at DINcast at DIN.org. If you would like to learn more about the DIN, please visit us on our website at DIN.org. Also, please feel free to give our new podcast a like and share it with those you think can benefit from our discussions. Thank you again for joining us, and let's talk again soon.